0: This is an email letter which will land in your inbox on Fridays sharing five of my favourite cultural or creative discoveries of the week. You'll find all that on lexonthedex.substack.com. Thank you and I hope you enjoy this episode of Hot Girls.
1: She's someone I had at Acoustic Live as well, and just seeing her now supporting Mahalia and selling out her own show at Spana, like, oh my god, I love it. And they're all like wicked women. Mm. When you work with really nice people, you just want them to get all the flowers. Yeah.
0: (laughs) Yeah, totally. Hey, and welcome to Hot Girls with me, Lex on the Decks. This week, we are talking about live music, and I am joined by... Someone who is very wonderful and also a bit of an expert in that field. Her name is Alexandra Ampofo. She began her work in this field by founding Acoustic Live way back in 2013 and ended up working very closely with Box Park on that. She now works in the team at Metropolis as an event promoter and working with artists and they sit under the Live Nation group which is one of the largest live music uh, groups out there in the world today. Uh, She's also organised festivals and many other things and then on top of her work in music and in the live music scene, outside of those two full-time kind of companies, she also co-founded Women Connect which brings women together from different fields. So it's predominantly within the music sector, Uh, people from Sony Music and people from Metropolis, bringing them together at different events um, so that they can learn from each other and help accelerate each other's careers and progress and tackle the real issue here, which is not enough women at the top in the music industry. So she is very brilliant and I won't... Chat on anymore. <laughs> Let's get into it.
2: Ladies, ladies, gentlemen, listen up. You're listening to Hot Girls with Lex on the Deck. It's fire. We're going. We are fire from London for the world. You're one
0: of the few people who's like bio's to look at. And I'm like, she is busier than me. I think she's doing so much. And also a fellow Alexandra that's my full name as well. <laughs> <laughs> so I actually wanted to start with life right now because you've obviously done lots of things but but I feel like now more than ever all of your kind of strands are still running so talk me through all the different things that you've got going on right now.
1: So obviously I work in the live music sector as you said those kind of shows have kind of come to a complete halt because we can't go out and that kind of stuff. But there's a lot of streaming platforms that we're now tapping into. There's a lot of virtual kind of things that we're getting into, like live performances um, via the artist Instagram Live or Zoom or um, there's another meeting place called Clip we've been using quite a lot. So that's kind of how my life is taking shape right now. Just kind of setting up those things for the artists that I work with that side, cause that's like my nine to five job. Um, I, like you said, I run a piece live and when we connect and those have really, they've really like taken shape since this whole kind of pandemic, because I've learned a lot, to be honest, I didn't really focus on online content pre COVID. So a lot of it would just be channeled into the live events itself and, establishing relationships with artists managers agents that kind of thing just making sure the live events were what I thought were you know 10 out of 10 events but since we're not allowed to actually meet up or go to venues or do any of that stuff anymore I've been channeling all my energy into improving our online content and I've I've just learned so much like what time to post on my Instagram what time to post on Twitter like what questions to ask to get people to be interactive like all of those kind of things that all kind of new to me
0: yeah. So yeah, that's how my- Do you manage Acoustic Live and also Women Connect, their social handles as well as your own? I do indeed. So I have a team, me and
1: it's me and my business partner Q. He does some of the stuff in Acoustic Live as well, but predominantly I do the Twitter. He does the Instagram and we shop and change. Recently discovered that you can schedule your posts. I know it makes me sound like a bit of a grandma, but I just couldn't get my head around it. I just couldn't do it. I went onto um, Buffer and I was like this is giving me a headache how do you schedule your posts but i got there in the end and yeah finally i'm able to just find i've got i've got into the rhythm of things basically but with yeah. women Connect it's a bit different because there's five of us mm-hmm. so we share the responsibilities even if i'm not posting there will always be someone who's just super on it
0: yeah that's good to have that support because one of the things that I struggle with is knowing the importance of social media for marketing but then also not really liking being on it all the time because I don't like feeling like I'm too attached to my phone or it takes too long. Mm. How do you manage that or are you better at dealing with it? Screen time
1: thing really used to scare me because you know I don't know if you have the latest update on iPhone but when it tells you your screen time I'm like why am I spending six hours (laughs) on my phone like what am I doing but then I've realized that okay I am actually using it to do productive things. Like I'm posting on my socials. I'm updating little bits on my website. I'm doing things for my mailer. So it makes sense. But that was a really scary adjustment to make because I don't want to be spending six hours a day on my phone. Like yeah. I, I do enjoy just being alive and just doing things that <laughs> you know, humans do. So, yeah. In real life? <laughs> yeah, in real life. I mean, like, not to like judge anyone that's that spends a lot of time on their phone because different strokes for different folks but a personal thing is I don't really like to be on my phone a lot so having to adjust and be on social media keep it updated and you know sparking chats with people and conversation just to keep our socials going our engagement you know keeping it high because at some point we're going to return to what we knew as normal life
0: so yeah keep
1: the people interested
0: (laughs) keep them engaged yeah that sounds like so weird to say though yeah but it's true I think that's the thing it's true and it's like there's so many things that that do almost feel uncomfortable to say but they are just truths of marketing it's like and if when it's about yourself and your own company it's almost sometimes harder to acknowledge in the same way Yeah, that's the thing I
1: think I've I've struggled with oversaturation as well like I at first I was posting so much it's like hey look at this highlight hey in case you missed this blah 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 trying to keep people engaged and I just sit down with my team and just say okay I feel like we're doing too much. It's okay to take a day off, that kind of thing. So, yeah. That's another thing I had to learn.
0: Yeah. Okay. <laughs> and tell me about your role at Metropolis and how long have you been there? So, I've been at Metropolis for. Metropolis, sorry, pronouncing it wrong. I know, but it's, it's confusing
1: because there's like Metropolitan and like how.
0: Yeah, I... that's, that's where I was going, <laughs> going down
1: there. <laughs> yeah, and I've been at Metropolis for about just just less than two years now. So, I joined 2018 August. Um, Yeah, so this August will be my second anniversary. I'm a promoter at Metropolis. I started as an intern and then I became an assistant and now I'm a promoter. So that's my role, kind of work with artists and agents, managers day to day on their live aspect of their touring. So anything from like venues, shows, production, all of that kind of stuff, just putting a show
0: together. Yeah. Yeah, that's quite a quick journey that you've had going from intern to kind of the role that you've had now.
1: Super quick, super quick. It's actually scary because sometimes I think, why did my boss? Why did he trust me?
0: Oh, that's so nice, though. <laughs> it's really nice.
1: It's, I feel like I, I need a little bit more confidence in what I do, but he obviously trusted me for a reason. I'm really happy and I like, feel blessed to be here. It's yeah. like, especially when you're working with artists that you grew up listening to. That's like, oh my god, I want to scream! Like, you know, you're in the same room as them. Like, ah, I used to listen to it. When I was like ten. <laughs> you can't say it. You have to be professional.
0: <laughs> yeah For you no worries <laughs> yeah, no problem yeah sorted done <laughs> have you ever had any moments where you've kind of <laughs> clammed up or had any like embarrassing fangirly not yet but I,
1: I, it's coming it's definitely coming because there's a couple of people that we have in the pipeline that I've been dying to mm-hmm. work with and I know I'm probably going to embarrass myself but I'm okay with that I'm, I'm at peace with that so. <laughs>
0: But not so good. My worry would almost be like being rude, like trying so hard to under kind of like underplay it, that being like, "Uh uh-huh, yeah. (laughs) Just yeah, whatever. Yeah, sure. So I want to know about because obviously you started acoustic live super early on in your career and I really want to go into that, but I just also want to know whether you kind of long term wanted to do your own thing versus working for other people in a bigger company, and also how you find balancing the two alongside each other
1: And um, so with Acoustic Live I'm going to be completely honest I kind of fell into music like I've always loved it always had a passion for it but this wasn't this wasn't the plan at all it was started because there was a lot of government um, funding cuts in my area and all of that youth clubs are closing down that kind of stuff mm-hmm. so I would just find I was just bored and like me and my friends are bored so we just started getting together and just doing little like living room sessions, that kind of stuff. And it was, it was just really enjoyable. So then when me and my business partner finally got an opportunity to move into like a venue space, which was Box Park, mm-hmm. we just took the opportunity and ran with it for like five years and it was successful and we just continued. That yeah. was, It was really good and I feel like we just kind of stroked lucky. We just happened to be good at what we were doing and there was a need and a thirst for that kind of scene especially for people of our demographic because, of course, we were all kind of teenagers, 18, 19, 20 years old. None of us had money. Some of us were in uni. Some of us were trying to, like, move out. But we needed, like, a free place to go to to just experience high-quality standards of music for people of our demographic.
0: Was it the Croydon Box Park or Shoreditch or...?
1: So we started in Shoreditch when they first opened. We were there for, like, four years. And then when Croydon opened up, we... We were literally doing them at the same time so that every single Sunday all year round would be at Croydon and Shoreditch. So I would take Shoreditch and then Q would take Croydon and then we'd talk over. I would next week do Croydon then he would do Shoreditch. It was, it was actually mad.
0: Yeah, and that's the... <laughs> To kind of like be able to keep getting artists as well. Like there's a lot of admin and organisations because obviously there's a lot of people who want to be in those spaces, but it still requires a lot of organising to find the right week and get them down there. And...
1: Oh, yeah, definitely. Especially like if you've got to fit in the themes, like February would come round and then Valentine's Day is there. So you have to kind of like, kind of, like fits in that theme. You can't just put any old person on, on the stage for like no reason. But there's, there's an influx of artists. There's always an influx of artists, especially like my inbox is crazy a lot of the time so I think (laughs) everyone's slipping in everyone is just jumping in but (laughs) small or anything (laughs) there's a lot Um, but balancing that with my nine to five job I don't actually know how I do it if I'm completely honest I set a hell of a lot of alarms (laughs) so many alarms like post this you need to go to this meeting and that meeting like my alarms are always going off. my colleagues will tell you it's probably the most annoying thing like just remember things Alex I I can't (laughs) I don't know how to, but yeah, that's been a struggle.
0: Yeah, and then founding Women Connect, where did the inspiration come from? So
1: the inspiration for Women Connect just came from again, just being passionate about opportunities for women. Because I feel like when I was growing up, I just didn't know where I could go if I wanted to find out about PR. I didn't know, you know, if I wanted to put an artist on. Exploring into something, I just didn't know any of these things, and the more I got into um, the industry and the creative scene, I realised the lack of opportunities for women. So when I I just didn't do anything about it though, like, this is years ago, like when I was twenty years old, and now I'm I'm twenty six, and we only started Women Connect in 2019. But I was finally in a position to just be like, okay, I've got enough money to pay for resources and hopefully enough friends and connections in the creative scene to draw opportunities out of them. And hopefully I just afford them to people who may not have necessarily got them if I wasn't the one bridging the gap kind of thing. So that's that's where the passion for Women Connect came from, because I was going into like label meetings and just different live spaces and every woman I would come across like oh like how did you get to your position or like how did you get this opportunity and I was just like why why do I keep getting asked these questions and mm. is there anything I can do to hopefully improve that so fingers crossed there's been there's been some kind of improvement in just letting people know what they can and what they can do and get their hands on yeah that's, that's basically where it
0: started yeah there's a huge knowledge gap. Who did you kind of bring in with you? Were they all people that you'd worked with, or people that you just reached out to?
1: Yeah. So there's five of us. It's me, Raven, Sean, Brie, and Becky. Um, Brie and Becky work at Sony. Me, Sean, and Raven work at Metropolis. Um, we've been. Me and Sean started Metropolis around the same time, like about two years ago. And I kept t- telling her about this idea I had. She was like, "Okay, yeah, this is cool. Like, let's do it." And then Raven started about three or four months after us and she was just instantly on board she wanted to she was like I'm from Grimsby and I moved to Manchester and there's never been any kind of opportunities for me like I was working in zero hour contract I was managing arenas that kind of stuff and mm. she was a child managing arena venues but on a zero hour contract and that that kind of spoke volumes to me I was like okay there's so much more we can do so we kind of got together and planned out a couple of things. And then I spoke to Brie at Sony, who was a friend of mine, about the idea. And she was like, I'm totally on board. This is what we're going to do. We can do, I've got this opportunity and that opportunity. And then she brought in Becky and then the five of us just clicked. And here we are. (laughs) (laughs)
0: It's So nice. How did you um, divide up your roles? Or is it just quite an organic thing when someone has an idea, they just...
1: Yeah, it's quite organic. Like we quickly learned what everyone's like strengths and weaknesses are. So Sean is pants at social media she cannot do it so she doesn't go near it Becky's really wicked with like the website and she usually does that kind of stuff mm-hmm. so we all of our roles are quite organic we just kind of fell into them
0: nice um, okay I have some really like quick fire questions for you okay okay do you have a favorite book
1: do I have a favorite book yes I do have a favorite book I do yeah. I definitely have a favorite book I have The Kite Runner
0: I, do you know what? That's been on my list for ages and I've never actually read it. I've seen the film, but I haven't read the book. Oh,
1: please, you have to read it. It's such a good book.
0: Such a good book. Is it emotional? I'll probably cry.
1: <laughs> it takes me on a bit of a, an emotional on a of a journey. Time. It's fantastic, honestly. People were telling me to read it for years and I just like never got around to it. I was like, yeah, okay, it's a classic. I'm going to read it. But then one day my friend was like, listen, like, honestly, I'm not like, <laughs> Here <"Okay>, it is. <laughs> About it, so I was like, Okay, cool. I'm gonna read it, I'm gonna do book club. And then I read it, and I've not turned back.
0: Kite like, <laughs> yes, runner, okay, it's on my list. Who is inspiring you at the moment? And it can be in any field, just someone that you're like, Yeah, um,
1: June Sarpal. Mm-hmm. I don't know, me, but all, all the stuff she's done recently, I thought. I feel has been really commendable. I used to really look up to her back in the
0: day. Like, I feel like and, I grew up with June Sarpong. Pong. Like she was like this figure. Yeah. She
1: was just there, like, but I didn't realise how important she was to my childhood. Like she was really integral. When I, when I look back, I'm like, okay, she was the person that I looked to for inspiration. Mm. Dark skinned black women as well. Like, I never saw any of them anywhere. On the yeah. TV. Not that I wanted to be on the TV, but just being in the But TV. it's still,
0: yeah, in the creative industries, having a face that's really public is...
1: Yeah, but even recently, like I follow her on social media and all the stuff that she does, she can't put her foot wrong, she's amazing, she's actually amazing
0: I think, isn't she, is she she's like the ambassador for, I can't even think of, is she Diversity and Inclusion yeah. at Channel 4 or
1: yeah, she does. She's definitely the head of like diversity and inclusion somewhere. I feel like it was the BBC, but we might we might have to fact check
0: that one. Yeah, we'll fact check that and just put it in the notes. <laughs> this is what June Safong <laughs> is doing now. But I Probably think that's amazing. So I remember seeing and thinking like, that's awesome that she was so front and center and she's so well known, and now she can kind of do work that needs to be done behind the scenes. Yeah,
1: she's she's incredible. I'd love to meet her.
0: And finally, what is a good investment that you've made? And it could be either from your business or maybe from your personal life. Something that you're like, that money was well spent. Do you know what?
1: Decorating our flat. I thought like that was a great investment. We like it wasn't bad before. We were just kind of living our lives. Yeah. We just decided to one day. We went we went to like Wicks or one of those Halford kind of places, literally walked in just for flooring, and we ended up with like paint for the walls. <laughs> Wings for our flat Like we completely Revamped our entire flat And I think that was The best investment I've made last year and Totally so, changed the energy Yeah The feng shui in here Is like totally different
0: <laughs> I love it What did you go for? Like when I paint I just put white everywhere <laughs> That was like, We had like red walls before And it was like So
1: intense ooh. It was really intense But Yeah We've we've made it Completely neutral now And it's like We can
0: breathe This is like lovely <laughs> That is really nice. Um, so I want to talk to you a bit about the business of music. Um, obviously, having kind of started your own ventures. First of all, I want to ask how you got EE on board because they supported Acoustic Library. And I was wondering about the process of that because I think business and the creative arts is like a really difficult thing to get right.
1: Yeah. Um. So, well, at the time they had just become EE. So it was kind of Let me not speak out of time, but it was a little bit more beneficial for them to be involved with what was happening at Boss Mm. Park, Live, because it was um, E Orange and T-Mobile and they had just like...
0: Yeah, because they launched with those Kevin Bacon ads, didn't they? exactly but they were just
1: trying to get like young people on side and it was just you know the perfect opportunity to provide wi-fi for box park that's what they were doing at the time right okay and their branding was like all over everything but it, it really it really did help and that like, they were a wiki team as well so that was I feel like that was probably one of the more easier collaborations that we had because we didn't actually have to do any work it was more
0: mm-hmm. like coming to us
1: so they really
0: had to <laughs> yeah <laughs> Did you do other collaborations with brands like further along the line?
1: Yeah, so we did a lot with Puma. They used to have this campaign called Warm My Way. We did a campaign with them, with Little Sims. Um Martin Luke Brown and a couple of other people, they just like basically send us a whole bunch of trainers and we'd get shots of the artists wearing the trainers during the acoustic life set, which is really cool at the time because one, you get a whole bunch of free trainers, like you, yourself, your team, and we were just giving out trainers all over the gaff. <laughs> <laughs> it does seem like a really small thing, but to us it was massive at the time because we'd never really had like that kind of brand collaboration before, especially with someone like Pima so yeah the Pima War my way campaign was a really like pivotal moment for us because it let us know what our um position in terms of the creative scene was like yeah you know, we're trailblazing something we're not sure what it is yet but <laughs> it is something
0: yeah super important and then you've got the power of a brand they can just elevate what you're doing as well on all their platforms they've already got loads of eyes on them so it's really helpful
1: absolutely and it just brings people like down to your event as well. Like if they see you're, you're tagged in one of their posts on their website or whatever it is, they want to be involved and in like know what's going on. A lot of artists will come to us because they they seen something on Puma's page and like, how can we get involved in this? And then,
0: yeah, I yeah,
1: yeah. kind of yeah. propel things a lot for us.
0: It makes me think about the importance, I guess, of the synergy between the venue and the events organisation. And I've like never put on any live events and the idea of it would terrify me. And I think, imagine if you've got the right venue on board... Then it makes everything run so much smoother because you know the kind of crowd that are naturally going to be wanting to go down there, they can support you in the way that they get people to other events. And, and then with brand collabs, everything just goes so much smoother.
1: Yeah, it's just that it all just comes together, the synergy is so important, and you know when it doesn't feel right. So, yeah, 100%. I mean, bits with is it's it always just felt so natural, it's always been like really good
0: in your time that you've been at. Well, really, I suppose in the time that you've been working in the industry, have you noticed changes in the live music sector and world? Um, yes, I'd
1: say the shelf life is a lot. I'd say, well, do you know what? I, I won't even say that because it's, it's different for different scenes. So I'm speaking generally, but for me personally, the, the kind of changes that I've seen is that you can be an artist for a short, shorter amount of time now, but still make a lot of money. So before, a lot of people were doing like free performances and not really knowing their worth, and doing a lot of brand collaborations, but not actually getting any money from these brands that have millions of pounds to pay a hundred pound to it, like a supporting artist, that kind of thing. I think um, that's probably the main change that I've seen: people just knowing their worth and knowing that they should be paid for their craft. That's something that I I just champion because we've all done free work, we've all done free work and we've all asked people for favours and that kind of thing. But as I've grown older and the companies have grown, like I've just noticed more that, okay, these people deserve to be paid for their time just as much as I deserve to be paid for my time. So that's the main change I've, I've seen definitely. Brands are just, they can't they have to come with a budget now.
0: Yeah. That's really healthy though. That's a really positive change.
1: Yeah. it's It's nice because we we're we are so in control of our future now we can we can put out music on a streaming platform and not need a label we can throw an event with a hundred pounds we could get the venue for free the tickets could be free like a lot of things can be free you don't actually need to spend any money so I think to make things valuable for people payment is really
0: important yeah yeah, yeah. That is really true. Have you, have there been people that you maybe worked with earlier on that you've seen their careers go on a really nice trajectory or kind of?
1: Yeah, I mean, Little Sim, she's definitely one of them. She, she's always been like someone I admired. I've always loved Mm -hmm. her. She's, she's an amazing person, but having her at Acoustic Live, like six years ago, and then seeing where she is now, just selling out massive venues is, that's a really like amazing thing to just watch. Like the journey of her, especially because of everything that she stands for. It's yeah. just, that's really nice, that like, seeing her growth. Also, Cody Radical. We did, like, little shows with him, Hoxton Hall, like, five years ago, and that's 290 capacity. But now seeing him sell out a roundhouse, which is 3,000 capacity, is, like, mind-blowing. Yeah. It's absolutely mind-blowing. And I'm just so blessed to have worked with him at Acoustic Life, but now also represent him at Metropolis. It's like, whoa.
0: So nice. It's, uh, <laughs> it's like we're doing okay <laughs> we're doing all right we're getting there it's fine we're getting there we're moving yeah. in bigger yeah. places little sims is so interesting I think because I read a really interesting interview with her she was saying like one of the challenges and I think she was saying it like maybe it's more extreme as a woman but it's probably true for kind of all artists is that there's this expectation from labels that like you need to get it right first time we need to blow up first time and she was an artist who everyone I think in the industry or like so many people really respected, but she didn't, she didn't get the sales or she didn't kind of blow up quickly. So she's had like a bit more of a gradual rise. And it's only really now that she's kind of getting, almost maybe since um, the Netflix show, which name has slipped my mind, but it's oh, almost okay. like, yeah, but her music has just evolved so much as well. She's just been so consistent. I think it's just really nice to see her journey. It's like a really healthy way to grow, I think. But often we want people who go, like they just spike and they're massive really quickly.
1: Yeah, she's been in the game for years and I think it's really nice that she's now getting her accolades.
0: Yeah.
1: I've always loved her and I've always thought people supported her, but that's because I was a supporter, so I just, I don't even see the people that were supporting her, but in the grand scheme of things, she deserved so much more and she's finally getting it.
0: Yeah. Who are you excited about right now and who should people be listening out for, do you think? Uh, Can I say more than one person? You can say as many people as you want. I really love Callie Clare. I think she's
1: great. I don't know if you've heard of her. You don't now, know Callie Clare. Check out her music. She's amazing. She's like a little pop star. But it's just, her time is definitely coming. I don't know when, but it's, it's 100% coming because she mm-hmm. is a star. I'm really excited about Duchess. She just put out um, an EP in March. hmm Really dope. It's it's only three tracks long, but it's it's amazing. Really excited about um Hamza. I think she's mm. she's someone I had at Acoustic Live as well. And just seeing her now supporting Mahalia and selling out her own show at Spana like, oh my god, my <laughs> <girl>. oh, <laughs> I love it. And they're all like wicked women. Mm. Uh, it's really nice to see, like I have nothing against men, nobody get at me, but it's nice to see women just like at the forefront of things.
0: And yeah. particularly people who you know and you've worked with, and you know they're really nice people. And so there's like another level where you're just like, you really want to see them do well because it's really nice when people are just friendly and hardworking work, hard and creative. And mean?
1: when you work with really nice people, you just want them to get all the flowers. Like, yeah, flowers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, totally.
0: Cool. Final question. Obviously, we're in a kind of weird environment right now, so I just wanted to ask. When lockdown ends and life regimes as normal, what are you most excited about being able to do? Um, this
1: is a bit of a weird one. I'm really excited about going to the supermarket and like not flinching when someone comes a bit close to me. I I went to Lidl the other day and I was literally like, oh my God, my anxiety is through the roof. Two metres, two metres, please. <laughs> Don't reach over me. I'm actually begging because I'm going to burst into tears. But, yeah, I'm excited about going to the supermarket and not being worried about people touching
0: me. Yeah. And also being able to, like, walk across the road and not feel like you need to get in the road or you're an awful person or that like, you would just be able to walk past people and not, like, pin yourself <laughs> to the side. I've been hopping into the... Like, I, please, like,
1: I can't. I'm actually scared, but... um. There's cars also coming towards me. So what do I do
0: right now? <laughs> <So>. <laughs> That's nice. There was actually one more thing I wanted to um, just talk to you a bit about, which is the importance of community. And I think it sounds like you've been quite fortunate, in that community has been really powerful for you. Because when you're talking about acoustic live and how that started, it sounds like it kind of came out of you almost having a community of people who were like ready to to go and kind of work in this music space, and then doing the same thing with Women Connect. But I just wanted to get your opinion on on that um community
1: that's probably one of the most important things when it comes to an artist um database you have to build your own community like it can start from your friends and your family reposting your stuff but that's what I started like I would just I'd bombard my friends with emails and texts like hey guys I've just posted this I know you're not like awake right now because it's 6 a.m but when did you <laughs> wake up <laughs> like just building your own community because that's that's really helped me just go that little bit further than maybe if I just try to do it all by myself yeah. no man's an island we're, we're actually here to be together so yeah I'd say the importance of community is it's probably number one yeah just community then what who have you got
0: and also I think it goes beyond it's like the practical thing of you need a network and you need physical people but it's also the emotional thing of having someone to turn to and talk to and ask questions to and it's building relationships with people and I know that's it, it can be quite hard especially in this day and age a lot of people are realizing that they have like
1: slight mental health issues and they they maybe suffer with like severe anxiety but they didn't realize it was anxiety because it was always just palmed off as shyness or things like that it's like yeah you have to do all these things these days and just just be kind it's it's really nice you know just be kind it doesn't cost you to be kind and create relationships with people meaningful relationships with people don't always give to get I'd say as well, because that's, that's so transparent. Like people can see through that. If you, Hey, you know, checking in on someone, Hey, how are you? Oh, um, Also, can you do this for me? Like that becomes apparent. So yeah, build meaningful relationships with people and definitely work on your, your community and your network. Cause it's
0: really important. Yeah. Yeah.
1: That's how you move forward. Cause you, you just never know what opportunities are out there.
0: <laughs> when someone is going to start something or think of you. Yeah. When you're kind, people think of
1: you when they have opportunities like, Oh, so and to so help me on this like I'm just gonna see if she wants to be involved that kind yeah. of stuff I think that's what's really helped me
0: totally mm-hmm. Alex thank you so much thank you for being so open and sharing your experiences with us thank where you. can and should people find you and follow the things that you've um that we've spoken about so I'm everywhere I've, I've literally got every social around LinkedIn, you know I'm here and there
1: LinkedIn Twitter Instagram <laughs> it's it's planet Alex on everything, but my Instagram is just planet Alex and my Twitter is planet Alex with an underscore. And then you'll have all the links to like Keysit Live, Women Connect, Metropolis, all of that stuff's there as well.
0: Everything from there. Thank you so much. And thanks so much for listening, guys. It's been a pleasure. Next week is an artist episode, and then we'll have another guest after that. So have a great rest of your week and <laughs> talk to you then. Bye. Bye. What up, let's. If it no surprise, good women were destined to rise Inspiring, celebrating, uplifting the new generation Some hot girls, you know the vibe All the hot girls come alive All the hot girls, you know the vibe All my hot girls come alive, girls, you know girls come alive. Okay.
2: Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quinn's